The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me is Matt Keo. Matt, we're closing in on 100 episodes, like, pretty quick. I think this is episode 94. So we're we're closing in on, on episode 100. Really? I feel like that's the, that's the marquee episode of, like, you know, whether it's a radio show, um, TV show, whatever. I feel like 100 episodes, that's the... That's like you know you've lasted, or you know we just for our in our case you know we just no, we haven't had anything, anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're closing in on a hundred episodes, so maybe we'll do. Uh, at this point, don't we have to do the obligatory best of no. episode? No, 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 just no doing one episode where we just do random clips, the clip show. Yeah, you want to edit that? <laughs> um, no, that that would be terrifying. <laughs> I feel like we'd have to pay extra dues for that. I feel like we would. We'd probably have to give Matt like an extra twenty, thirty bucks, something like that. I can't afford that. No, times are tough. Inflation. <laughs> There's a recession. There's a recession. Um, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about. Uh, I, I I just love. I'm, I know I brought this up last week, but I still love the fact that Boston got ousted in the first round. But we'll talk about that um, a little later. But. Coming in hot. Um, we're coming in hot with you coming in not. Um, no power when you got home today on one of the like best days of the year right now. Like it is gorgeous outside My today. Streets out of power. Did they ever say what it was? Like no, just I don't have power still. It won't come on. Until how long? Six... How long has it been out? Two hours. Oof. And they say it won't come back on until possibly six forty-five tonight. That's rough. And it's like, but why? And that, I, I don't understand it. That's rough. I remember it always. I remember it happened to me one time. Um, Clarence is stupid with their power. I was so excited. This is how excited you get when you get old. In your, you know, I had the house to myself because Vicky, Vicky was going out with, um, with friends. They were doing like painting with a twist or something. Oh, uh, where you go and drink and paint. Um, so they drank. <laughs> so they were doing painting with a. She was having a girls' night with some of her friends. Um, this was last year, so Sarah was obviously in school. She's finishing up her sophomore year now. She was in college, so I had like the whole night planned. I she Vicky was gone for probably a good three hours. Vicky was gone. Um, I was on my way to get. Uh, I think I ordered like ribs or something from uh, Alley Oops, which great ribs. Yeah, so, man, I've never, I've never been there. But I've never exactly been there until like, about. oh, I love it. And I just happened to order from there the one time, and it was great. Had movie plan. I was going to have movies, maybe do a couple of video games, chill with the dogs. It was going to be perfect. Got the food, came home. I had no practice. It was one of those kind of like in between seasons, so oh, I yeah. had no practice. Get home. Um, I knew I was screwed when the garage door wouldn't, wouldn't open. open. Yep. 
So I had to go through. I'm like, what the hell? No power. And, of course, my luck, it turned back on. It turned back on about 15 minutes before oh, everybody got before back. everybody got back before Vicky got back. Um, so my my glorious night of just you know a little bit of freedom, a little bit of chance, just nope, that sucks. Nothing. I know it's it's so stupid. Clarence has a, the worst power grid I've ever known. That I lose power on a sunny day, but during a snowstorm and Christmas, I never lost power. We never lost power either. It, like, <laughs> flick, it flickered maybe once or twice for like a quick 30 seconds. But we never lost power. We never lost internet. We never lost anything. I don't, I don't get that. But a great day, <laughs> it's 67 degrees and not a cloud in the sky, and I lost power. And I'm by my like I, I'm on my own. I don't have, I don't know how to eat. Like I can't cook anything, <laughs> like. So, but I also don't have the money to eat out, so I'm just like, I don't know what to do. All kinds of fun stuff. I was gonna say, are you getting your your applications and stuff on Winterick? Yeah, I had one app. I had one interview. Nice. What school? Amherst. Ooh, they never called okay. me back. Uh, wait, how long ago was it? So you'll be getting the Dear John letter pretty soon, then. I was like two. A week or no, two weeks ago. Okay, so you'll be getting the dear John. Have you got one of those dear John letters yet in the mail? No. Like dear Matt, thank you so much for applying to our district. We had a great time getting to know you. Unfortunately, yeah, we will not be moving forward with your blah blah blah. Keep, uh, you know, please keep up the good, good work, work, buddy. Blah blah blah. We'll see you in the future. Sincerely, blah blah blah. Well, my blah blah blah. I so I um I applied already for another one. I applied for the one at Clarence. The I saw that one. Yep. So I applied there. Um, Do we know? Is it Lair? It it can't be McLaren. It's got to be Lair. It's Lair. Okay, I was gonna say it's got to be Lair. And um, then I'm also going to apply to. There's West Seneca's looking for two. Okay, but that application doesn't close until June. So did you um. I don't even know if they're still on there anymore. Did you see the Starpoint ones? No. Starpoint had one. For, they might still be on there. I don't know if they're... Medina's looking not. for one, too. Medina's a hike, though, isn't it? Even from Clarence. Isn't that like a good 30, 40-minute drive? Mm-hmm. I get my hair cut out in Medina. Sweet. I get my hair cut in my sink. I just go bick it. Speaking of haircuts, I'm getting a haircut on Saturday, and it's all going to be gone. You're... Wait. Like you're going, you're going me. No. You're getting the Larry? No, I'm not getting the Larry, but I'm not. It's it, it, it gonna be gone. So what is it like? The like where you're just you're not bicking it, but you're just buzzing it with the clippers, like going low, low setting on the clippers. Possibly, I don't know yet. Do it. I'm so sick of long hair. Do I've it. had long hair for like two years. Listen, I feel like if you're going low on the clippers, lowest setting on the clippers, just go the rest of the way. Get it, get it bicked, get it, like, go, the, go the cue ball. But I don't think I could pull it off. There's only one way to find out. Yeah, but if I can't pull it off, then I'm kind of screwed. Not really. I mean, it'll, it'll grow back. You're not like mine. Mine doesn't grow back. Like, mine would take, like, I don't know, probably five years to get, like, somewhere close to yours. Somewhere close to mine? Yeah. Five years. All right. In certain spots, it's not growing back at all. I was going to say, I have a full head of hair. Yeah. Well, the back, the sides and everything grow. I could get the, uh, like, the hippie look where it's just, like, nothing in front but the bald, long ponytail in the back. I could go for that. 
Like, what is it, the George Carlin? I could do the, I could pull the George Carlin. That might take me about a year, maybe two to get. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, speaking of George Carlin, this is completely, this is how my brain works. I went to go see a stand-up comic with my 60-year-old dad two years ago. Who'd you see? Burt Kreischer. Love it. Uh, the went, machine? Yeah, I went to go see him because my buddy who I went, I bought tickets with, bailed. So I was like, well, I gotta go. So was he in Shays? No, he went to UV. Um, so I took my dad. And then on our drive out, uh, actually, Steve went with me too. It was supposed to be Steve, me, and somebody else. And then that other person bailed. So I asked my dad. So Steve, me, and my dad. And on our tr- while we're waiting to get out in traffic, my dad starts playing George Carlin. Because that's... Classic. I love it. That's his generation. So sidetrack off of that, Steve, my dad and I went to go see the Pink Floyd cover band at Kleinhands this past Monday. So that's why I wasn't here because I went to go see a Pink Floyd cover band. How was it? Any good? Oh, yeah. I love Pink Floyd. And, you know, I've seen this band twice already. And (laughs) it's, it's all like... 60 and up is the clientele usually. And uh, there is this gentleman in the bathroom who, you know, I was doing my thing, standing in the stall, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear a guy a couple stalls down saying, all right, like, yeah, you good, Frank? And then Frank wasn't responding. <laughs> Frank. So my dad had. Didn't know that I was with him. Like, I was also in the bathroom. So, like, we're walking out of the bathroom in client hands down in the basement. You know, the, you've been in client hands, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, the, the men's lounge downstairs. How it's, okay. like, this huge opening. Well, my, me and my dad are walking out, and as soon as we're walking out, EMTs are running in. Oh, no. So, Frank was not good. Frank, Frank was not good. Frank pulled an Elvis there. But, like, I was like, oh, only... And then my dad said something like, only at client hands for a Pink Floyd cover band, would you see? <laughs> Frank might have been having a bad trip. Would you see a bunch of intoxicated and um, high 60-year-old people having EMTs run into the bathroom? <laughs> but it was so funny, because all of a sudden you hear, like, are you good, Frank? <laughs> Frank wasn't good. Frank missed a good concert, too. <laughs> Which is the unfortunate part. Hopefully they just hit Frank with the, uh, what is it, the adrenaline needle, and he's, you know, hopefully... He's Narcan? Like, Narcan. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever seen those bumper stickers of, like... Because, you know, teachers are allowed to carry Narcan. Yeah, you've got to take... Uh, you've got to get, like, certified for yeah, it. Yeah, but, but you can carry it. And, like, you can see some teachers who have, like, license or, like, bumper stickers on their cars that say, I just narcan your honor student. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's so terrible. Oh, that's fantastic. It's it's sad, but funny. But, oh, well. The, well, listen, from all of us here, we hope Frank is uh, okay. As he drops his wedding ring. As I drop my wedding ring. I always, I don't know you about fiddle I, with that so I always much. fiddle with this. It drives my wife nuts, but like if I'm just sitting or whatever, I'll take it off. I'll fiddle. I'll whatever. I don't know. I just do that with any ring. I just, not that I. How many rings do you wear? Other, other than this, this is really the only ring I got. In fact, even when I got my um, your man high gauge, school. Your man high, engagement ring? 
No, we don't get an engagement ring. This is the only ring we get. Continue. What? Do you think <laughs> it's not like women were like you don't no, have to I'm buy a women I'm an kidding. engagement ring and No, but I, even like when I bought um I bought the high school high school ring and the college ring, I'm not even sure if I know where those are anymore. I think I wore them for like maybe a total of two weeks. My mom showed me a bunch of rings that she got from her boyfriends that she never gave back. Yeah. I was just I'm never like the class rings. Oh really? Oh yeah. No, I never Oh, wait, is that the thing where the guy gives the girl the class ring? Like in the 80s and stuff, yeah. Sweet. I mean, she never thought of punting them? Aren't they pretty, like, expensive? They're pieces of crap that they make you pay so much money for. Well, I thought the college rings were... College rings? What the oh, hell are yeah. you talking about? You get a college ring. I mean, you have to buy it. Why would you want a college ring? I don't know. If you're an adult male who wants to wear a college ring, you're either stuck in the past... Or you have really bad fashion. Like I don't know. My high school ring, I'm not even. I didn't get oh. one. I didn't get that. I didn't get a yearbook until I was in senior year of high school. Did I get all four? I know I got junior and senior. That's a racket, too. Oh, my God. So much money. Even back in my day, and I mean, I would have been, you know, I graduated 98. I think back then they were... I pay for my maybe either fifteen or twenty bucks, but now some of them are going like what fifty, sixty, seventy. What did you pay for yours? I don't remember. When did you graduate? Fifteen, sixteen, sixteen. It was above fifty dollars. I know the. I think Sarah's and she graduated two years ago. I think we paid. I want to say it was like seventy bucks, sixty, seventy bucks for her senior yearbook. That's stupid. It's but like they're like they're like. They're like four inches thick at this point. I mean, they're yeah, like they're hard covered. It's a little getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a not a huge fan of that. But all you, what the thing is, again, quoting my father, um, you just need to get fatter fingers, and it won't come off. Because he was like, I I have my wedding ring, can't get it off now. <laughs> That's where you just get the players and. Well, no, it's like it's like you can form. Oh, like, yeah. I know, I know people with lupus where their fingers swell up, and you can see that just there's like a dent in their oh in yeah their finger where the ring is, and then everything else is like expanded. I remember the first, like the first month, it was. I don't want to say it was uncomfortable, but it it took a while to like just like almost get I guess get used to wearing it. Like, there'd be times I would, like, I'd wear it to work or whatever, and I'd come home, and I'd instantly just take it off and put it, like, on the counter. Like, I would, like, and she'd be like, well, how come you don't? I'm like, it it feels weird. Like, it feels uncomfortable. But now it's been almost, uh, you know, almost two years. It'll be two years in June, and I'm, you know, it's a lot of times. Did I ever tell you what happened? Was it, la- it was last year. I had just gotten married. I think I had it on for, like, three weeks or whatever. I had to jump into the pool to get one of my kids, one of my sixth graders who was goofing around the shallow end. Oh, and it came off, right. Go down and get it. Didn't realize it came off till I, you know, and of course I had to jump in in all my clothes, whatever, jumped in, get them, got them out. And I go down and look after, the kid was fine. So I didn't have to part. So I had to go down and look. I'm like, oh no. So I just happened to see it and I went, get on my, like, listen, go get it. Kid went out, got it. It was like, all right, fine. You got your 100 for the day. Go change. 
But um, I had that instant panic of I just got – I think I was – I might not have even had it for a month. It was maybe like two, three weeks. I'm like, I figured I, I, I figured I have to go at least a year before I lose it. Yeah, I mean, I've had the conversation where, you know, I'm not – I'm not – against wearing the wedding ring and I'm like like you know but you know there's times where I might just not wear it for a while and then well there are nowadays I guess the thing is people are getting like instead of getting a ring they're getting like the tattoo of the ring on their finger or I've seen a couple people that they'll get like the the tattoo of the wedding ring on there some of them will still have the ring but that way if they don't if they're not wearing it they still have the tattoo yeah below it but I mean like it's you know I just wouldn't wear it for a while and then Put it back just because I don't want it to fall off. Yeah. If, like, I was going out or something, I guess I'd wear it. But if I'm just, like, going to work or, like, hanging around the house, I wouldn't necessarily wear it. Yeah, and there are even times around the house I'll, like, take it off. When I cook, I definitely don't wear it. Um, When I cook, uh, when I used to work out downstairs, I would take it off. Used to. Used to. I'm going to get back. I told my my kids, listen, by the time soccer season starts, because I'm coaching some of them during track, I'm like, my goal is to lose at least 15, if not 20 pounds. Like, I want to I want to get down. Right now, I'm at one. I hover between, like, 167, 170. I want to get down consistently at least into the mid-150s. I mean, at five foot six, I think 150, 155 is a solid weight. Come work out with me for a week. But that's just it. I've got all the... The stuff that I need in my basement. I've got the heavy bag. I've got a squat rack. I've got a bench press. I've got the preacher bars. I've got the ropes. I've got like I've got a decent setup in my basement. I just got to get my fat butt downstairs to do it consistently. You know, you need somebody. A lot of people thrive with working out with somebody. Yeah. See, I've never been. I've always, even when I was like doing it like six days a week at. Uh, I would go to the one. What was the one at? Uh, it was in that plaza, like with Steve's Pets and stuff on Sheridan. Crunch? No, not Crunch. Well, I think it became Crunch. Oh, but uh, I think it was like it was either a Gold's Gym or a World's Gym. Because I went to it when it was Crunch, and then it's no longer. Used. Yeah, no, I think it 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 was the same one, but I think it was either Gold's or World's Gym. But uh, I used to go there six days a week. I mean, it was, but I'd always go by myself, work out, and then. You know, just go home. Go to Walk and Roll right next door, and Walk and Roll. That was the restaurant's name. Yep. Uh, it was Walk and Roll, or uh, Walk Nine Walk Forty Eight was another one that would deliver to the high school. And I went a solid week of ordering the same thing for lunch, and I'd go into my last period of the day, which was sophomore year, um, history. So, like, Global 2, sitting up there on the side, like, right next to the vent and eating my food every day for a week. And we just had a new, we just got a new teacher because my one teacher left for medical reasons. And we drove out three substitutes within three days. Um, <laughs> so we got this last one, and her name was Miss Shank. Thank you very much. And uh, we were, she was just like warming up to us. And her, my first impression was I came into school, I came into her class in ninth period at like 2.50 in the afternoon, just rocking Chinese food every day and sitting there eating it in her class. 
turns out my mom thought she was my long lost sister, but she wasn't. So <laughs> that's how I found out what my last name was because my mom was like, "What's your teacher's name?" I was like, "Shane." She's like, she got like really close to me and she was like, "How, how, how does she spell it?" I'm like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" And she's like, "How does she spell it?" I'm like, "Why does it matter?" And then she was like, "It just does." And I'm like, you don't think she's cute, do you? I was just like, Mom, it's <laughs> it was weird. And she was like, how old is she? And I'm like, in her mid-20s. She's like, well, how does she spell it? <laughs> like, I was like, you're scaring me. Don't look at her that way. <laughs> you do what she tells you to do. That's your sister. I mean, your teacher. That could be your sister. What? Uh, all right. I'm, uh, we talked about this last week. Thoughts on the Bruins losing? I um, I'm still giddy over it. Like that is just that is, it's just. I'm on to the next round already, dude. No, it's it's fantastic. The fact that they, how many wins did they have? Seventy one. It was fun to I see mean, Boston lose and the Boston fans get sad. I agree. They, it was amazing. I'm just surprised that it was amazing. Toronto is also getting. Well, they're getting wrecked. They're getting swept in the second round. Yeah, they are. They're going to get swept by the by Panthers. The Panthers don't. The only thing that would have made the playoffs perfect in the first round is if the Leafs would have lost to Tampa Bay and continued their 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 decades of playoff infutility. What was it? Nineteen years since they've been out of the first round. Yeah, but hey, I mean, maybe it'll take them another nineteen years to get out of the second round. I mean, I don't know. And, well, I thought it was cool that we can actually now talk in the second round. I was listening to the radio. They were saying, like, oh, yeah, like, this is the first time since they've been drafted that Jack Eichel and Connor David have been able to be mentioned in the same capacity in the playoffs because they're playing each other. Edmonton better win that series. Is it is it 2-1 to one or 1-1 one to one now? I think. They play I know, their third game tonight. Is it? Because I know Edmonton lost the first one, and they won the second one. So I know it, it's at least tied 1-1. I thought they played last night. Mm-mm. I don't know. Well, because I know um, Toronto played last Toronto night. Toronto played last night. I think it's – no, because they played tonight, yeah. So it's 1-1. So this is game three. I hope they just get and, smoked. And New Jersey. New Jersey, who was one of my picks, is still in the lead. Or still in the well, they're they're down what three to one, yeah. To the Hurricanes, they yeah. they doubled them up eight to four last night. I know that's, these games have been high scoring. Yeah, and that's it's still just if Buffalo had any goaltending, if if Devin Levi came in or even just didn't play his senior season or junior season, whatever it was for uh, college, and just came into the pros, if he started this season. Or even came a month earlier, they'd be in the playoffs. And who knows? The way Boston looked in the first, they might have beat Boston in the first round. <laughs> yeah, mm, we wouldn't have beat Boston. I don't see that happening. Hey, we were playing neck and neck with Florida, and we played very similar style that Florida did. Yeah, but still, I don't, I don't know. It's just, sorry, um, um. I don't know. Is that the greatest collapse in sports history, though? Is that the greatest postseason or playoff collapse in any 
sports history. The only thing I can compare it, and I made this comparison last week, is the undefeated regular season Patriots losing in the Super Bowl, but at least they made the Super Bowl. At least they, I mean, so you can't say it's bigger than that. Or the Golden State team that lost to Cleveland. When Cleveland won their first title, Golden State dominated. I mean, I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they beat uh, Chicago's regular season record, regular season wins record, but they, they, I think they did. They were rolling teams in the playoffs. They were up three zero, and just lost. Like, but yep. again, at least they made the finals. This team didn't even get out of the first round. They didn't even make the conference finals. They didn't even make conference semis. Like, they just, boom. So from 2016, we're going to go backwards. It says the first, like, the one is, like, NBA finals, Golden States versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, 2015 was the U.S. Open, Dustin Johnson. Um, he had to sink one of two putts to win in four force playoffs in the U.S. Open and said Mrs. Bull. <laughs> okay. Gotta love it. So that's a golf one. And then it was the 20-28-3 game in the Super Bowl. Um, Los Angeles Clippers versus the Houston Rockets in 2014. They blew a... Um, yeah, but how did they do... How did they look during the regular season? During the... the uh, well, during the regular season, I don't... Because, I mean, you're talking like Boston was by far, like at, at, at midpoint, I mean, I think we even mentioned it here, it wasn't even close. It was like other teams, we all, you already knew Boston was going to win the Stanley Cup. Like it was, it was. It was assumed, yeah. It was like, all right, who's going to, out of the West, who's going to be the runner up? Who's going to be, who's going to lose to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, Boston was destroying like they were running rough shot through the league. Both of their goaltenders were under a two goals against. I mean, it was they were how many losses did they have this year? Thirteen? Less than twenty. I mean, they they their record was they were the fastest team in NHL history to a hundred points. They collected the most points ever. Had I believe had the most wins. Just set record after record after record and then Boom. Four games. Well, seven games, but four losses and out. Yeah. Just unbelievable. That's why if you look at it in total, regular season and postseason, I think they were the biggest disappointment ever. Um, I'm talking about disappointment. Um, Yeah, I mean... I mean, you look at this one's like back in the late '90s for baseball, but it said like um, for the Cleveland Indians, 1995, it's like the the team reached 100 wins and all that stuff, and the Indians made it to the World Series that year, and uh, you know, but again, at least they made it to the World Series, right? Boston didn't even make it to. To round two. Well, the problem with that is, is the manager decided to play a hurt goaltender and kept him in for six games. <laughs> Why would you keep a hurt goaltender in for six games? 
You didn't learn after the first six, like first five, that they're like, we should probably change this. Yeah. But the the Bruins record this year in an eighty two game season, sixty five wins, twelve losses, five overtime losses. They had a hundred and thirty five points. They scored three hundred and five goals, which was the most in the league. They gave up only a hundred and seventy seven goals against. They had a plus hundred and twenty eight goal differential. The next highest team, let's see, in goal differential, the next highest team was 65 in the East. I was going to say, weren't they the only team that actually, like, locked up their their starting position, their starting position in, like, the um, playoff race? Yeah. Every other team was still fighting for it up to the end. For the most part. But, I mean, they locked in. They locked in. They might have even locked season. in by, like, New Year's or Christmas. <laughs> I mean, they were dominant. 128, like, plus 128 goal differential. They scored 128 goals. Like I said, next place in the East was the Devils. They had a 65. They had a positive 65 goal differential. They gave or they scored 291 and gave up only 226. I mean, they were dominant. Mm-hmm. And seven games and done. Like just say lovey, but that's sports for you. That's sports, and I love it. And that takes me to my next point. We talked a little bit about this with Megan and Bean last week, but um, didn't she quit gymnastics? Did you talk about that? I don't know if she. I thought she. I think she. I thought she ended her gymnastics career. I know she's focusing more on softball and cross country, so she might have given it up, or at least put it on, gone on pause. Although I feel like at gymnastics, once you're like over the age of like twelve or thirteen, isn't that kind of really? Unless you're in the Olympics, isn't that kind of the end of your gymnastics career? Like, aren't they super young? Like, where if you don't make it, if you're not like on basically in the Olympics or an Olympic training at like 15 or 16, like, like that's it. No, you can go to college and compete in gymnastics. Okay. Do you not know that there's college? I know there's college gymnastics, but it's not like Olympic gymnastics. Well, I mean, you can Olympic gymnastics, like Olympic gymnasts can come from college gymnast, like gymnasts. Yeah, no, but I thought that was NCAA. Like, if you went to the Olympics, aren't you technically getting paid and you're no longer an amateur? No, right. Anymore? But I mean, like, you can get discovered being on a on a uh, on a school team. Yeah, but aren't you? So, or it's just a way to pay for college. It is a way for pay for college. I agree. There's a lot of gymnastic we scholarships have, out there, but we have gymnasts who are seniors in high school, perf- like competing in nationals. Yeah, but if you're not. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you're not getting discovered, if you're not getting looks by the time you're 14, 15 from the Olympic Committee, you're not getting looks. You might be getting looks from colleges, but you're not getting okay. looks. You're not going like national. No, I mean, I don't I don't know the logistics of all of that, but I mean, like, just because you're not getting looks when you're 14 
doesn't mean that you can you you, you call it quits. Well, you've got to be doing this stuff. Isn't it basically like hockey, where you've got to be doing this stuff like your entire life? Like hockey players, they start oh. skating at like two years old. Well, yeah, you have to you have to pick up on gymnastics young, but just because you don't get. You don't get drafted into the NHL at 15 years old. It doesn't mean you're you're playing. You're playing like uh, not minor league, but you're playing. Um, what is it? Junior hockey. You're playing like okay, but you still go to college and you can compete in college levels. Not a lot of them. A lot of the guys just stay at juniors and then get drafted out of juniors. Jack Eichel went to Boston and almost failed out. Jack Eichel's an idiot. He is, <laughs> but uh, he's doing better than. We were. But anyways, college hockey has come a long way. College hockey used to be like if you weren't good enough to play juniors, then you went to college route. Now it's I wouldn't say it's on par with junior hockey, but it's getting pretty close. College? College. Yeah. yeah, It's it's getting pretty close. Even D3 college hockey is intense. Like Geneseo hockey was intense. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! And like the thing was, like Geneseo, we'd get kids from Canada. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. College hockey, it used to be like, <laughs> all right, you weren't like in the eighties, nineties. If you played college hockey, that was just more or less like, all right, you get four more years, and that's it. Like it was like more you're, like, yeah, it was like a rec beer league. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're playing college, you're not. The chances of you getting drafted in the NHL by college is like no good. Like if you're coming out of college, four years you're out of college, you're 21, you're not in the you're not in the league yet, kid. You're not gonna make it. Um, but now it's, I'd say it's pretty much on par with playing junior hockey. Yeah, I mean no, but so for gymnastics, just just because you don't get picked out when you're 15, 14, no, thirteen years old, no, you you see, I'm equating college gymnastics as more of like the AHL, the minor leagues, and like the Olympics and stuff and, and going on uh, like the world, like I don't know what you call it, the, the national circuit. That's like the that's like the big time. I mean, you can you can compete in gymnastics into your 40s. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can compete in the in the NHLs and stuff in your 40s now. Yeah, but I consider gymnastics a little more of a physical demanding sport, not in the sense of like intense. Well, yeah, in intensity, because. You're doing a lot of pounding on your knees, on your hips, on your joints. Like if you're if you're a forty year old man, okay, Larry. Expect imagine that you are doing a ring routine where you first off you're hanging, you're doing a dead hang, swing up into an inverted, so you're upside down completely. Then you lower down into an iron uh, into a um, a back lever where you're completely holding yourself vertical. All right. And then you go out into an iron cross where you swing your arms out and you're like st- like you're stretched out and then you have to relocate and dislocate your shoulders six times while you swing around and then you land. Dude, I do that just as an opening routine. Like that's nothing. <laughs> I do that as you go to the bathroom at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing. Like No, I there is no way I even when I was in my best shape of my life, that. there is no way I could do any of that stuff. Are you kidding? I hate heights. <laughs> I'm not spinning upside down. Are you kidding me? It's no actually way. pretty fun. No, nope. to just hold yourself up, back, like upside down. But like, I feel especially for okay. So maybe for the girls, but what about the guys? There's no way a 14, 15 year old guy has the 
just no just I, the strength to do some of the stuff that they have to i definitely feel like especially at the olympics it seems like for the guys it's more of like um, they're, they're older. in your in your mid 20s yeah like mid even early 30s but i feel like once uh um like who was the gymnast uh, for the girls gymnastics it seems like once you get into like 21 22 year old range at least for your national career you're almost kind of old um, Simone Biles, how old was she this past Olympics? I don't know. Wasn't she like 23, 24? And that was kind of like, that was almost putting her on like Tom Brady level. But like, man, you're, you need to retire. Like you're, you're getting pretty old as a, as a female national team gymna- gymnast, aren't you? There's a German, well, there's a German female gymnast who's in her forties. Yeah, I saw that at the last, she made the last Olympics, right? Yeah, she's been competing since the nineties. But again, has she been winning? Since the 90s? She's made the national team since the 90s. Yeah, but is, well, are is are the Germans good at well, gymnastics? I mean, I don't consider them bad. Yeah, see, Simone Biles was 26, so the last Olympics would have been, what, two years ago? I think so. Or three years ago? It would have been 2020? Or was it 22? I don't think 2020 happened. No, that was winter. I think it was 2022. Well, mm. so yeah, it was it was 22 because I remember writing a report about it at school. She made 2022. She finished with the bronze medal at the Tokyo Games for the balance beam. And she also finished a team medal. They finished silver. I don't see anything on here for the 20. Well, no. It had to have been the 20, 2020 games. Because um, the next Olympics for the for the summer would have been 26. Or 24 is the next one. So, okay. yeah. So, you're talking that's two, three years ago. And... uh I mean, she she would have been 24, 25, and I know they were saying that she's getting old. It's just, it's crazy to think that that sport, if you're, even now, she's 26. She's retired, I think, isn't she? Did she officially retire from, at least from, Maybe. from Olympic competition? Maybe. Um, it's just crazy that you're, at 26, you're considered old. At 24, you're considered old. Old, I mean now, but then you look at like tennis players, and like Serena Williams is like what? She's forty. Yeah, she's not forty. She's close to it, but she's still in her prime. Well, she went to part time, I think, didn't she? Did she? I think she went to part time. But I mean, like or you, retired. But isn't that weird? That like, oh yeah, just based on the sport, like the less demanding of a sport. Well, think about it. Even ten years ago, the thought of somebody playing football, like. If you got 35, 36, you were you were an old fart in the NFL. True. Like now you I mean Aaron Rodgers will be 40 this year. Is he really? I think he's I think he's going to be 40 this year. Golly. Maybe he turned. How how long was his was his um he was deal? 20 20 years with the Packers? No, no. How long with the was the deal that he signed with the Jets? Is it 3 years? Uh, yeah. 2 years, 3 years? That's going to uh, be the worst. I, a I, year? I'm going to laugh my butt off when that Well, no, he had they didn't re-sign him, did they? They didn't 
he just Did took they over. Just took, they took over his. They um, took over his contract. So I think he's got two years left. Well, he had that deal with the Packers, like recently, where he resigned. He restructured last and year. That was the reason why Devonte they couldn't keep Devonte Adams. Yep, but um, I still think the Jets are going to miss the playoffs. I love the fact that they made that deal. Um, he just he's he's not good anymore, and. And Mike White's gone. Yeah. He went but to the Dolphins. I think I love the fact that Rodgers was complaining by midseason and end of the season, well, I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough talent. So what did the Jets do? You go to a team where now Randall Cobb is there. Now uh, Mercedes Lewis is there. Now who else went there from uh, Lazard? Lazard. He's basically got his entire Offense with him, non-talented offense. Non-talented offense. What What do you think he's going to do? I mean, I know he's got uh, Garrett Wilson. The Jets have a talented team. If I was the Jets, I would have used everything in my power, trade up, and get either a quarterback or listen, whatever. If there was a conspiracy, if all the owners got together and oh, we're not giving, I don't care. I would have been like the Jets. Fine. Lamar, you want guaranteed money? Here you go. And I would have signed his transition tag away from him or made him an offer. Whatever. It cost me two first-round picks. Cool. Done. You're getting a better quarterback in Lamar Jackson, a younger quarterback in Lamar Jackson. I don't know. They got – got, it is basically – Or I would have even went for Derek Carr. I would have gone for Derek Carr. I would have gone for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I wouldn't have gone for Jimmy G. But I would have went Derek Carr. Think about it. You go for Jimmy Garoppolo. Devonta Adams likes playing for Jimmy Garoppolo. You would have enticed Jimmy Gar- uh, Devonta Adams to come to you. Devonta Adams just signed that huge contract, though. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. But um, it was – he. they are re- – <clears throat> As much as Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre hated each other, he's they're follow- doing the same. He's, he's following, following the, same the exact path. same trajectory. Yep. He overstayed his welcome in Green Bay. He didn't want to give up control. He eventually left to go to New York. Well, that means you know if he's then he'll go to the he'll Air, go to he'll um, he'll play Vikings. one year for the Jets. He'll retire next year. He'll come out of retirement, force the Jets to cut him, and then he'll go sign with the Vikings. Except he wasn't drafted by the Raven, by the Falcons. No. That was the only thing that's different. But I could see him because he's going to – he's going to – he will have flashes of brilliancy, but he'll just gun it into interception after interception. Yeah, I think his best days are definitely behind him. And he's going – just think about the differences of divisions that he's going from. He's going from the NFC to the AFC – where it is completely different. Why do all the quarterbacks have to be in the AFC? Can't we give a couple quarterbacks to the NFC? What is the NFC's threat now? Dak Prescott? He's not a threat. He's a, he's a top two or three quarterback in the NFC. And that's it? I mean, name a, name a, name a quarterback in the NFC. Kirk Cousins. I said name a quarterback in the NFC. Uh... Calamari. Who is the best quarterback in the NFL? Because right now Prescott's better than both of them. Justin Fields. 
Jalen Hurts. Okay. You got Hurts with the Eagles. <laughs> uh, that's 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 about it. Baker Mayfield. Who is he with? Is he with the Saints? No. No, I thought he was with the Rams. Is he Rams. with the Rams? Did he stay with the Rams? Where's Matt Stafford going? Is he still with the Rams? I think he's still with the Rams. He ain't starting. But I'm just saying, the NFC has Hurts and nobody, yeah. which means the Eagles, until the NFC starts collecting quarterbacks, the Eagles will be a perennial Super Bowl favorite from the at least to go to the Super Bowl for at least the next three to four years. But doesn't that mean that, like, hopefully the AFC will be more victorious because, you know. Not when we're beating each other up, though. But, yeah, we probably, the AFC is probably. The best team will be at the Super Bowl from the AFC. Whoever comes out of the AFC is going to be battle-tested every year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, just out of the West, you have Mahomes. You have Herbert, two top-gun quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Who do the Raiders have? The Raiders now have Jim Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Garoppolo would be right now probably the second or third best, maybe third best quarterback in the NFC. He's yeah. not even top ten in the AFC. No. Um, Russell Wilson, okay, he sucked last year, but maybe uh, Sean, Payton. Sean Payton resurrects him. God, I hope not, because then there's another because fantastic that, quarterback. South, we got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's a rising star. He finally he had his Josh Allen moment last year. Yeah. Like he's gonna be. He's on a board path. Now. Yep. Um, who else does the South have? Um, who did Tennessee? Didn't Tennessee just draft somebody this year? Yes, but I, so I don't consider that anything. Um, and Bryce Young went to an AFC team, didn't he? Yeah, but I still don't. He's gonna. But have, still, there's gonna... there's another two or three years. He's gonna be another threat. Yeah. Um, AFC East. I mean, Mahomes or Mahomes, Allen, Rogers, whatever. He's still un- Tua, Tua if he's healthy. Tua if he's healthy. And that's it. I love the fact that New England's got nobody. Yeah. <laughs> um, the who do we say? The North, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's got nobody unless Kenny Pickett's going to all of a sudden have an Allen moment. No. I don't think so. And then who? Oh, and the Browns. Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I don't. I don't consider Deshaun Watson anything scary. What about the? No, Jets? but if you throw Deshaun Watson on an NFC team, he's top three quarterback in the NFC. What about the Texans? Who do the Texans have? They got. Uh, they drafted C.J. Stroud. So C.J. Stroud will probably be their quarterback. The Texans aren't gonna, aren't doing anything in a long time. Nope. Bryce Young, who did he go number one overall? Who had the number one pick this year? Uh, wait, don't tell me. I know this. Uh, Frank Wright. Who is Frank Wright coaching for? Oh, the Panthers. There they traded go. up for the Panthers. There you go. All right, so at least Bryce Young went to an NFC team. Yeah. And you know what? Bryce Young might be top five in the NFC right now. Quarterback as a rookie. <laughs> I mean, he seriously, he might be top five quarterback in the NFC. Well, think Trey Lance is not it for San Francisco. Trey Lance is done. He is not it. Um, Brock Purdy, hey, the kid the kid did the most with his opportunity. Right. And who knows, maybe he has a great career. But 
I don't think he's going to be he's going to rise to the level of like all time great. As much as I loved it, I don't think that uh, it was a good feel good story. No, for Geno Smith, I don't feel like Geno ain't going to make much out of Seattle. Geno is a great comeback story. Geno's going to Geno is just he's the guy. He's he's their Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's Seattle's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, who's the new quarterback? Love, right? For um, for Green Bay. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Don't know about that. The Bears, Justin Fields, were still kind of wishy-washy. The Panthers, I don't know who the Panthers... Oh, wait, Bryce, I already said that. Um, Although the Panthers did come out last week and say that Andy Dalton is going to be their starting quarterback. Well, I don't doubt that. I Bryce Young is going to beat him out day one. I know they got to say it now, but... Where's Cam Newton? Is he not playing anymore? I don't think he's playing. He did say that at I think at the at the Super Bowl or at the end of beginning of this season or sorry end of last season he did say he wants to be Josh Allen's backup. Cam Newton? Yeah. Which I'd be cool with. Who we have right now? We have um we have uh Barkley and um No, uh the other Allen. Didn't we sign Kyle oh, yeah. Allen? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would take Newton as a backup. Ah, Detroit. Other Jared than, Goff. Other than the other than that, I still feel like they are a top team in the NFC. Who Detroit? Yes, they will win the NFC North. Oh yeah, and they. I don't care who their quarterback I'm is. I'm gonna say they will be in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles this year. I could see that. Can I tell you, after going to that Thanksgiving game in Detroit, Detroit is now my unofficial, I might even make them my official favorite team, second second favorite team. Like, I'm rooting for them for the NFC. I hope they do. Like, they are my, they are my NFC. They'd be a feel-good story. I've never had, like, a team that, you know, some people, oh, this is my AFC team, this is my NFC team. It's always just been the Bills. Seattle's I think my NFC. Team. I think I now have adopted the Detroit Lions as my NFC team. I mean, I don't doubt that. I'll st- I'll stick to my original bet that I made the beginning of last year. Dude, Detroit's making it far. <laughs> this year, I could see them losing to the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Um, what about what about um the Colts? The Colts just signed who? Did they draft a quarterback? Yeah, but they also signed somebody. No, they signed um Is it Jameis Winston? No. Maybe. I don't know. Does Matt have a Jameis Winston Colts jersey no, around here? He just got a new one though. So I wondered. I have no idea. No, wait. I forgot they drafted. Car- they, they, oh, yeah. they signed Gardner Minshew. That's it. Minshew I for- mania. I forgot they caught Wentz. <laughs> and they and they did draft Anthony Richardson. So right now, the Colts QB um, depth chart is Minshew number one, Richardson number two, and Sam Ellinger. I forget who that is. Zach Moss right now is the Colts' second running back. Good for Zach Moss. 
Isaiah McKenzie right now is their third wide receiver. So he'll be starting in the slot for them. Isaiah McKenzie is on the Colts? He's on the Colts. I did not know that. When we cut him, they signed him. Isaiah McKenzie was a... Quentin Nelson is on the Colts. Wasn't he a former Bill? That's The name sounds familiar. He's a guard. I feel like he played for the Bills. He's an older guard. Um, Out of uh, Notre Dame... I mean, Quentin sounds familiar. This is his fifth season. I don't see any stats on him, though. ESPN does not give good stats for guards. What? But it's, uh, yeah, Quentin Nelson. No, maybe not. I might have, uh, I might have screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> Any commercial establishment using music television needs a license to broadcast. What? What does that mean? You got to have a license. But for our gym, like the gym that I work at, like we can't play Pandora because. No, because the gym makes money. It's the world nowadays. I I loved the soundtrack, the the playlist that we had. Some of them, some of them I were not a fan of. But I told you that story. I don't know if I did say it or not, but um, that that tasted like croutons. Um, Would you have a Caesar salad? I just ate Caesar salad croutons because um, I don't have any power in my house. <laughs> I needed to eat dry food, but um, I was coaching i had a little kid class of preschoolers three three to four year olds and there we were we were practicing forward rolls in this little boxed in area with padding all around and it was just us in the gym and i was being trained still and all of a sudden i hear on the radio like because for some reason when we played pandora we'd put it on like disney kids and then for some reason without anybody touching it it'd go into like hardcore rap that we'd like have <laughs> <laughs> like that we'd have on late 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 at night where there's no rec kids and it was just like high schoolers working out and next on disney kids m&m like so i was listening to it and i was just like i knew something was wrong when i was like i know this song i was like oh wait I know this song. And it was, um, oh my gosh, I forgot what it was. But um, it was very explicit. And all I heard was like just the beginning of it. I stop and I run full force Mm -hmm. and I hurdle, I hurdle a three to four foot tall wall, cleared it. Landed on the ground and I ran up and I and I quickly unplugged the iPad and the owner who was training me. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, averting a crisis, Mm -hmm. (laughs) having a bunch of three year olds listen to um, uh, talking about letting your knees touch your elbows. Yep. (laughs) No, there's been times that's even at you know when um. You have pregame music blaring over oh, yeah. the speakers for high school games, soccer games. There's been a couple times where you hear the you hear the first part, not even the not even the lyrics, just like the the intro, the, intro, the music. You're like, no, 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 turn it off. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> abort, abort the music, abort the music. But then, you know, on some other days, like you'd have those and then you'd have the days where you're listening and you're like, is this like Avril Lavigne? And I'm like, I definitely feel this right now. Oh, yeah. So I'm singing complicated to a bunch of six-year-olds that have no idea what this is. And I'm just <laughs> like, I saw her in concert and she was phenomenal. Or you'll get the song on there. Sometimes, you know, uh, when we do soccer games at, at uh, the field over at Parker, they'll play like 90s music or 80s oh, music yeah. or whatever. They'll throw in the occasional. And you're sitting there like, you know, singing along to it or whatever. And the kids are like, dude, what is, what is, what is this song? Like, don't worry. It's for old people. Just shut up and go warm up. And then you have the other ones for like the wheels on the bus go, <laughs> and you're just like, and like the kids are like clapping along to it, and you're just like, I hate this, <laughs> I hate this so much. No, but I love it because I quiz the kids because they never know, and if they do know, I've, I'm so excited. I'm like, who sings this? And they're like, ah, and like I try to do it with some songs that they know and some songs that they don't. But this little girl, her name is Olivia. She knows I've I've been doing this to her for like months now. She ran up to me. And she knows that we're both big Justin Bieber fans. So she ran up to me. She was like, Mr. Matt. I'm like, what? She was like, what is, what song, uh, who sings this song? I'm like, uh, Justin Bieber. She's like, good. And I, and I reversed and I'm like, what's the name of the song? And she, saw, she told me and she runs away. <laughs> That's awesome. Just wait till you get to the age when you're like, I know this happens like anytime we'll do football or hockey partic- in particular at uh, in gym classes and i'll be like oh and there's mogilney going in and scoring and they're like who or lafon la 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 lafon they're like what mr Mon- what are you talking about mr. or Monahan's having a stroke again andre reed big catch over there I'm like who is yeah. that like your uncle or somebody yeah I'm like all right shut up so just just wait till you're teaching phys ed classes and you're naming off like you know, old players like Marshawn Lynch or Fred Jackson or whatever. I forgot about Fred Jackson. Freddie Jackson. Did he stay with us for the entire entirety he of his career? He finished with Seattle. I'm that honest. is right. He, he finished did. a year or two with Seattle. Yeah. But he, we drafted him, right? Und- he was undrafted, I believe. So we, fi- we signed him as a free agent? We signed him as a free agent. I think he came, if I'm not mistaken... I think he came. Did he come via the Arena League? Maybe I don't know. But he was. I believe he was undrafted. And then a couple years later, we got C.J. Spiller. Yes, Fred had a good year, and then we we drafted C.J. Which I thought was just a waste of a pick. And C.J. Spiller ended up. He wasn't horrible. They weren't a bad duo for a little bit. No, but I thought at that point we there were a lot more needs. Then we had Stevie Johnson back. too at that point. Stevie Johnson. We had Stevie. He was a sixth round pick, seven round pick. We had Stevie Johnson. We had um, O'Leary at tight end. No, we had um, Chandler. Scott Chandler at tight end. He never wore gloves. He liked catching the hand, the, catching the ball barehanded. Um, who else did we have? Chris Hogan. Partly was around that time. Hogan had one, one or two decent years with the Bills, and then he went to the Patriots. Yep. Um, I remember we had Percy Harvin for a season. Mm-hmm. We signed him from the from the. But F- didn't he only play like one or two games? Not even played a couple. Robert Woods. Robert we Woods. Had, we drafted him. We had young Robert Woods. Uh Calvin Benjamin. Yes. Wow. Fred Jackson had a. 
So he tried out for the Bears, um, the Broncos, and the Packers. And then he earned, uh, he went on to play indoor football for the Sioux City Bandits, where he earned $200 in a week and an additional $50 for a win. So he played two seasons for the Bandits in the National Indoor Football League and United Indoor Football. Um, he was named the co-MVP in 2005. Then um, he played, there's what it was, NFL Europe. He played for the Rhine Fire in 2006. That's right. They had a European league yep. for a couple of years. And then uh, after the Rhine Fire League, he was invited to Bill's training camp by Marv Levy, who was the general manager. And then that's when uh, that's when he made he made the team and he made his first career start uh, against the Washington Redskins in 2007. Rushed for 82 yards while catching four passes for 69. Uh, he became the first Division three running back to start an NFL game since December 24th, 2000, when uh, Chris Warren started for the Philadelphia Eagles. From Firm College, I don't remember Chris Warren, mm-hmm. but yeah, so he he bounced around from he he struggled to get to the to to where it was, but then you know he had a pretty solid NFL career. Oh yeah, he didn't give it up once he got there. No, he um honestly, I thought he should have. He was better than Spiller. He was, um, and then well, didn't we we drafted. Didn't we have Jackson, Spiller, and Lynch at some point on the team together? Lynch was 06 or 07. And then you said we got him. We got him. He, became, he came on the team. He was invited to camp in 2006. Okay, so right when we drafted Lynch. We brought in Fred. Fred. So then the year after, when did we draft Spiller? 2008? Yeah, well, because then we got rid of Lynch. I think around 2008, because... But I thought at one season we had all three of them. I thought that was their depth chart. Jackson, Spiller, Lynch. And I think we ended up trading Jackson. We didn't trade Jackson. I mean, uh, trading Lynch, um, either Spiller's rookie year or his second year. But no, uh, Seven, 2007. Is when we drafted Spiller? No, when we got Lynch. So seven, eight, nine. He was on the Bills. Okay. And when did we draft? Ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten. When did we draft? When did Spiller get drafted? CJ Spiller. I think he was eight. Because I think all three of them played together a year, at least a year. CJ Spiller went. To the Buffalo Bills in, excuse me, Buffalo Bills 2010 to 14. Okay. So we traded Lynch and then picked up Spiller. No, so we had, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. He was 5'11 and 200 pounds. And then we almost had another Spiller. There was rumors that we were going to draft Isaiah Spiller last year. Instead of um, instead of uh, Cook, but Spiller went first round. I think. I'm glad we have Cook. I like Cook. I think Cook is gonna after his first couple of blunders. You know, he got that out of his. Oh, system. No, I take it back. Isaiah Spiller went four rounds, fourth round. 
So we could have drafted Isaiah, but I'm glad we. Uh, I mean, if I like Cook, I think he's going to be solid. Isaiah Spiller, your brother was CJ Spiller or cousin or whatever. They were, they were some kind of relation. Yeah, James Cook, your brother is Delvin Cook. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I won't necessarily say. Yeah. But I'm trying to I'm trying to decide who I should. Oh, the two are not related. C.J. Spiller, who played for five teams over eight seasons, the two are not related. Oh, that's unfortunate. I thought there was some kind of relation. Oh well, I guess not. But <laughs> oh well. All right, last thing before the hot seat. Again, we talked a little bit about this last year. Is it okay to say there are failures in sports? Yeah. So did you did you hear Giannis's or see Giannis's statement where he said there is no failures in sports? Well, I mean, I'm fine with what he said. I I I think because you know you, you, they're human beings, and just the accomplishments that they achieved aren't for nothing. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's for nothing because you didn't get to the final game and all this stuff. But you can't disregard, like, the positives that were around. So while there's failures, it's, it's you know, it's not all failed. But it's so—see, I take it the other way. There—unless you win, like, in— in football, unless you win the Super Bowl, you failed. In baseball, unless you win the World Series, you failed. Now, you might have still had a very good season. You might have you might have had a Cinderella season or whatever. Football, there's what, 30 teams, 32 teams? Yeah. There's only one team that has a non-failure of a season. But what if you're, say, you're a team like Detroit, nobody's expecting you to make the playoffs let al- or make the Super Bowl, let alone the playoffs, and yet you make it to the playoffs. <laughs> but you don't win the Super Bowl. You, That's a success. Nobody was expecting it, you to. P- but again, it's still a failure. Like in, in football, there are going to be 31 teams who had failures of seasons. Not all 31 teams had horrible, terrible, whatever seasons, but... If you don't win the title, it's a failure. You failed. You failed in your goal. Michael Jordan, he didn't play just to win Eastern Conference titles. He didn't win to play just win division titles or just win games. Players like that, if you don't win an NBA title, you fail. You could have a you could have a great individual season, but you failed. I think in sports nowadays, People are so hesitant to use the word failure or not unsuccessful or lost or like everybody's got to got to preface it with with just positive. Well, we there was a lot of good in this season. There was a lot of this, which, again, is very true. But you didn't win unless you win the last game of the season. It was a failure. 
So if somebody comes up, like say there's like a coach that has a press conference and says this exactly, there was a lot of successful points of the season. We did a lot of things and we accomplished a lot. We didn't end up going as far as we wanted to. We didn't get to the end goal, which is unfortunate, but we're going to use what we progressed and what we did successfully this year to piggyback off into next year and hopefully, you know, achieve what we want. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So you can acknowledge the good. You can you can acknowledge the good and the bad. But Giannis, I think, went overboard and just totally, no, there's no failure. There's no failure in sports. It's all a building year. It's all building toward the future. You don't think he's just future. doing that to make himself feel better? I don't care what the reason is. He's wrong. There are failures. And, I mean, in you see it, it. It seems to be more prevalent in, like, especially UFC or boxing when they're like, oh, well, you know, I, um, this, you know, I didn't lose today. I tried my best or whatever. You know, you can't. I can't be defeated. I might have lost, but I'm not defeated. No, you you lost and you got defeated and you got beat. Not to saying that you can't recover from this. Not to saying that hey, it doesn't happen. You had a bad day, but you lost. You look the at, other. The other person was better than you. Yeah, but you look at like fighters and stuff like that. That's a little different than a team sport because if you you lose in the Super Bowl. Or you lose in the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl and stuff like that. At the at the beginning of the new season, you're all on level playing fields. You lose in a fight if you're like the top number one contender, and you lose against the champion. You get knocked down rank after like you get knocked down the rankings. But you should. No, and I'm saying that's fine. But I mean, like, if in that case, yeah, you should say like I lost. Like I I I lost where I I worked all the way to get up to, and. And it's going to be a work to get back. But you look at the team aspect, like NHL, whatever, you all like, yeah, you lost at the end of that season, but the next season comes around and you start completely fresh. But you still got to put in the work. You've still got to struggle. You've still got to practice, practice, practice. Right, but you didn't fall from anywhere where you were, where you, like, you don't, if you won, it's not like you're going to stay at the top. Like, th- the Kansas City Chiefs, just because they won the Super Bowl, are going to start 0-0 zero zero on level playing field with oh, everybody sure. else. But they're going to come in as a favorite, and they're going to come. They're going to be another team where— Favorite's if, a little different. But they're going to be another team where if they don't—as long as they have Mahomes, if they don't win a championship, their season's a failure. The Bills, I think, are at that—where if as long as they have Allen and Diggs, but as long as they have Allen, if they don't win the Super Bowl— it's a failure season. What do you think this bill season was a failure season? Well, I think that my my idea of a failure season is Super Bowl or bust. Not winning the Super Bowl, just getting there. No, we, I'm tired of just getting there. I had four back to back to back to back years of just getting there. Well, we, I don't want to just get there. <laughs> if they just get there and they lose, they're the first loser. Like they're <laughs> they are there's there's no more runner ups. Yeah, well, I mean, like, for, I don't know. I feel like they're not, we've only made it to the AFC Championship once in this new era, okay? So I say we still haven't got over that hump yet, so we can't expect to win a Super Bowl without getting over the hump of just getting past Kansas City. Listen, the next Super Bowl, I don't care when it is, if it's next year, if it's two years from now, five years from now, if it's another quarterback than Allen, I don't care. They better win the next Super Bowl. Like, they better win it. And I, honestly, how long is Patrick Mahomes going to be around? Because he's the person we have to get through. Well, 
I was reading an article, too. I think it was WGR or maybe it was somebody else. Have the Bills' Super Bowl window already closed? I mean, the AFC is loaded. Two years ago, even last year, our main competitor was just Patrick Mahomes. Is it just Patrick Mahomes? I mean, you have Joe Burrow that you have to worry about in Cincinnati. They are, especially next year, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd are all coming back with Burrow. They are a legitimate threat. Kansas City, a legitimate threat. If the Chargers ever get their stuff together with Herbert, they are a legitimate threat. Your own division. Um, Your own division now is just a minefield. I mean, they're... I I still think Tua and the Dolphins are going to be Tua and the Dolphins. I'm not so much worried about them. I'm not worried about the Patriots at all. But the Jets, if Rodgers even has a top five uh, season, yeah. he if if God forbid if he returns to MVP Aaron Rodgers, then we're in trouble. But the Jets could be a potential threat. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson are a potential threat. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are a threat in the AFC. And, I mean, hopefully Vaughn Miller is back for the start of the regular season, if not shortly thereafter. I still think that's why I was banging on the drum so much, and I still hope they trade for Hopkins. I don't know what that's happening. I don't think it's happening, but I don't think he's leaving. Trey, I don't give away your next two first round picks and get a legitimate number one receiver to pair with Diggs. Number two, or no, another number one. Because look in Cincinnati, you have two number ones in Higgins and Chase. Now again, I think Higgins is still on his rookie deal. Chase is still on his rookie deal. And you've got Burroughs on his rookie Book- deal. Burroughs on his rookie deal. You've got Boyd, who is a legitimate number two receiver. Yeah, that's fair. Cincinnati has two number ones and a number two. Buffalo has a number one. And that's a lot of hopefuls. A lot of we're yeah. hoping. A lot of we're hoping. Um, But they don't have a legitimate number. Now, Kansas City, <laughs> they didn't have... I don't even know if they had a number two wide receiver this year. They still won. They had Kelsey. And I'm I'm hoping that Buffalo gets in Kincaid what uh you know Kansas City had in Kelsey or has in Kelsey. So we have like kind of well they're just gonna run two two tight end offenses. Yeah. But um can you imagine if they got that? So now you have two you have your Kelsey and you have Knox, and you have Diggs, and you have Hopkins. Trade for Higgins. Trade for somebody else. Like, I would be calling all 32 teams or all teams with a legitimate number one receiver. Hey, what do you want for Amari Cooper? Hey, what do you want for C.D. Lamb? What do you want? You want three first-round picks? The next three? Fine. Deal. Done. Yeah. What do you want for Hopkins, Arizona? You want a number one and a number two? Cool. We'll even give you a number four. Here you go. Like, I don't care. I don't care if it's going to be for one or two years of productivity. Do what the Rams did. Go all in for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Who cares? After that, I don't care. You can finish 0-16, 0-17 the next year. 
Don't care. Give me one. But no, if they, back to my original point, if you don't win a World Series, uh, a Premier League title, a Super Bowl, a, a Stanley Cup, you failed. And it's okay to say that you failed. It's okay to say that you failed. Your team failed. You might have done better than expected. You might have you might have surpassed expectations, but you failed. Yeah. And I think now more and more people are too afraid. That's or, the new F word. Yeah. They don't want to say failure. They don't want to say failure. Everybody gets a try. Everybody did great. Yeah. You get your participation trophies. No, you failed. You tried your best. You failed. And it's. I think it's. I. I don't understand why people can't say that. Why people can't just say you failed? Well, we did our best. Doesn't matter. You still failed. Yeah, but we played a great game. Yeah, you're right. But you failed. I mean, when did that become just like you said the other f word? I don't know. It's unfortunate. I mean, do you do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you? I mean, I I I feel like when people say, "Oh, why they don't say that word," they're just like, "Oh, it's because they don't want to dishearten people." And I mean, if you're not in it, because it it makes everybody who wants to win and like wants to like do well and stuff like that it makes them look like a like a conceited or like a very competitive person. Because, like, oh, like, all you want to do is win. Like, you're not in it for fun. It's like, well, I mean, like, do you go to work because it's fun or do you go to work to get paid? Like, yeah. Basically, like, if you don't want the, like, if you don't want to get paid, why would you go to work? It's like, if you don't want to win, why would you play a game? To have fun? I mean, you can have fun doing it but ultimately you're doing it for a purpose yeah but nowadays people see that as bad if you want to have fun go join a bar league if you want to have fun i don't even in a bar league, even in a bar you league still you still want to get competitive but as kids if you want to be if you want to be just out there to have fun stay in little league baseball don't do jv don't do varsity yeah. don't try for college if you want to play if you want to do uh you know play to have fun stay in house league soccer or sorry house league hockey don't do travel. Don't do try to get to juniors. Don't do, you know, don't go the pro route. There's nothing wrong. In fact, it's I encourage and it's great that people play sports for fun and to stay in shape. And if you don't want to be in competitive leagues, that's fine. But when you're in competitive leagues, when you're talking about you're playing high level high school soccer or baseball or football, you're playing college football baseball hockey you're playing the pros in particular where millions of dollars is on the line you are getting paid millions of dollars like this is not a hobby this is your livelihood this is putting food on your table you failed you lost sometimes you outright sucked but why can't we say that and why can't People use that as something that I feel like we used to use it to motivate you, to make you better, to make you stronger, to make you want it more. Look at how many times Jordan lost to uh, Isaiah Thomas in Detroit until he finally overtook them and won, what, six titles in eight years? Yeah. I mean, it's you 
failure can motivate. If you mess up at work, people don't say it's okay. They say you did something wrong and you're yeah. like you messed up. Larry, you just lost the company in millions of dollars for because you lost. But I tried my best. But it's okay. But it's you had say, a great season. <laughs> get out. You've got thirty minutes to clear your desk, get your sh- and get out. Yeah. You did. You did good. There was a lot of things that I liked about you. Yeah. But get out. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I'm just saying it. It should be failure. Should not be the F word anymore. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and berate somebody, and you can use the compliment sandwich, and you can. You should tell them all the good that you accomplished that season. But don't be afraid to say, "Hey, we didn't." We didn't win the chip. We didn't make our goal. We didn't do what we set out to do. Yep. And if every team, if a team's only said, well, you know what? Uh, our only goal is as long as we win the AFC East this year, we're happy. Then, dude, you're not in the right spot. Like, just just get out. Maybe, just leave. Maybe a couple of years ago. Oh, Jesus. A couple of years ago, we'd be, we'd be happy to finish third in the AFC East. We'd be happy East. to break a hunt 500. <laughs> But there is my rant a little bit about failing. Um, the fear of failure. It should be a motivator, not a destroyer. All right. Um, hot seat questions. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget. Do you watch Ted Lasso before we get in the hot seat? Have you Have you watched it yet? Uh, I haven't watched any new stuff yet. But you've watched season one and two? Yeah. Watch season three. When you get a chance, because I'm... You're curious about it. No, I've watched it. I've been watching... I think we're eight eight episodes in. Tomorrow's episode nine. No, but you're curious about, like... Your thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have a Ted Lasso. In fact, I want to get... Uh, maybe bring back uh, Rich Morano and um, talk a little bit about uh, his thoughts on it, too. Okay. I- I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but... Um, I want to try to get. I want to get your thoughts. Maybe that'll be next week's episode. But I want to get your thoughts on season three. All right. All right. Hot seat questions. You ready? Do you got anything yet? Oh. When you said, "Are you ready?" I assumed that was you. Listen, I'm that you want. You had a question. I did not have a question. All right. Okay. Uh, we we mentioned at the beginning, biggest sports failure, in your opinion. Doesn't even have to be biggest ever. Just one time, whether Bills, Sabers, Bison's, uh, basketball team, hockey, whatever, soccer team. One of the just like a biggest sports failure in Matt Keogh's life. Could be a, could be your high school team, anything. I feel like that twenty three twenty eight three blown lead in the third, fourth. No, I was like in the third period, quarter of the Super Bowl. I knew it was happening, but I'm surprised that I called it. <laughs> was that the that was the Atlanta Patriots? Yeah, yeah. I told everybody, I'm like Tom Brady's going to win this game, and they're like, No, he's not. I'm like, Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I said it the Bruins or whatever, but I'm going to go back to just watching the the, the Patriots boy. lose the Super Bowl to the Giants. Which time? Their undefeated oh, the, season. The perfect, the, the perfect season. And it was funny because I actually had, when the when the Patriots scored, a, I don't know if it was a touchdown or a field goal, to take the lead late, I would have, if the Giants had not had that 
that come from behind drive. Yeah. I would have won, I think it was 250 in our football pool. I had those numbers. Yeah. I instantly, I tried to make a deal with the person, I don't know if it was Rob or somebody else who had the squares. I tried to be like, dude, I will give you my squares. I'm rooting for the Giants. Like, I, like if the Giants score a touchdown, you want to switch numbers here, whatever, but didn't pull the trigger on that deal. He didn't pull the trigger on that deal. I was waiting for it, but I was, I was both so happy and pissed off. At the same but, time. But more happy. Fair. But then the money would have been cool. Yeah, you know, money's always good. But I'm going to say that. Is is besides the Bruins, but that's still an epic fail. Like okay. you go eighteen and zero or eighteen and one, just you can't seal the deal. No, that would have been oh yeah, because that would have been nineteen and zero back then. Yep, only sixteen games. That's All right, question number two. Uh, favorite bottled water? It could be fancy bottled water, or it could just be regular bottled water, like Dasani, Poland Springs. I'm going Poland Springs. Okay, I'm going Poland Springs. Um. I like Fiji water. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm thinking you're gonna say Fiji. I don't. I don't know why. I was just. It's thinking, a sick bottle. It is. It is a cool design. It may be top ten. Now, are you more of like a flat water or that the sparkling water? I like sparkling. I don't water. either. I don't either. And in fact, when I did my Italy trip overseas, like you in Europe, you literally have to make that distinction. No, I want flat. Or there nine out of ten times they'll bring over sparkling water if you ask for water. It just doesn't taste right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't taste right, and it just, no. It's not refreshing to me. No, it's really not. The worst is when you think you're drinking flat water, and you get that spark, like you're not ready for that sparkling water. flat. And you're like, what the? Yeah, you're like, something's wrong here. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm not a big sparkling water. Not a LaCroix guy. No, Mm -mm. just give me water. Just give me Poland Springs, and I'm good. Give me me a nice Dasani. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question three. All right, just because I guess you know, a couple of days ago was May fourth. May the fourth be with you, with you. Um, I guess we can do. We'll do an either or. You can either say your favorite Star Wars movie or favorite Star Wars character. Episode three, Anakin Skywalker. Okay, that's what Attack of the Clones. No, the Clone Wars. What is it? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of... That's number three? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, Revenge of the Sith. So what is it? It's Phantom Menace's one, Clone Wars, or no? Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is two, and then Revenge of the Sith. Uh Okay, I always forget the top three. Obviously, New Hope is number four, Um, Empire Strike Back, number five, Return of the Jedi, which might be my favorite episode. Return of the Jedi is number six. Even though they should all be renamed differently. Yeah. Um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is the last one, isn't it? No. Last Jedi is eight. Nine is The Rise of Skywalker. Which is bull, and it pisses me off because Rey is not a Skywalker. No. She's not. No. Isn't she a Palpatine and... Yeah. And uh, what's the other line? She's a... She's a peppers, pep pep, peppers. No, sometimes I call it, it, it's, it's it's a thing that I used to hear. It's like, you know, it's so pep, so technically Palpatine is her uncle. Yeah. So she's like, he's like Uncle St- Uncle Peppers, like Uncle Pep Pep. <laughs> so she's Uncle Pal. Yeah. So even though that movie should be titled 
uh, the Phantom Menace because technically he's dead and a ghost and also a clone. You know, yeah. the Phantom Menace. That well, yeah, there's like 35 million like Palpatines now all just being cloned. and Yeah, you know, uh, episode eight should technically be the, um, uh, um, oh crap, what was it? I guess The Last Jedi could work, but not necessarily. Um, episode 7 should be... Um, I think The Force Awakens. Mm-mm. No. The Force Awakens... Or Return of the Force. What? Well, The Force Awakens, like, it kind of comes back. No. Um, so, actually, I think it's Episode 7 should be The Empire Strikes Back. Because, you know... Something like that. Episode. All right, hold on. Let me just start from the beginning. Well, no, the episode. No, four, five, and six. I think are are Mm-mm. are solidly named. Mm-mm. New Hope, because they're kind of like building the Empire Strikes Back, where they in episode five, like the Empire wins. Like they, it, I mean, if you go out of think about it, if you after episode five, Han Solo, the end of the movie, Han Solo's encrypted in carbonite. Luke, what gets his hand chopped off? Um, I mean, they're in, like, the Empire is, like, winning. Episode one, so we're going, not episode, not the first movie, but episode one should be the, um, um, the Rise of Skywalker, because you introduce Anakin Skywalker. I could see that. Episode two, instead of being Attack of the Clones, should be, um... Oh, maybe Attack of the Clones should stay where it was. Episode three, instead of Revenge of the Sith, should be. Um, I th- I feel like it should be like the Empire Strikes Back, or like the um, um. I don't know, something something different because Return of the Jedi should be four, not five, not six, because Return of the Jedi. No, but he's not a Jedi yet. He's not. But, but, but he is. No, he's still becoming a jet. Like, he's not even, he's not even, like, in training training. He just picked up, like, that's like, he, that would be like him just watching a few YouTube videos and getting into it. Like, he just, he basically took, like, what, two or three lessons from, um, from uh, Obi-Wan until he died? Yeah. I mean, so um, he's not a Jedi yet. Okay, hold on. Somebody did this, and I can actually read it without, you know, messing it up. Revenge, episode one, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Episode two, Revenge of the Sith, because it actually introduces Count Dooku, and they're kind of like a little plot. Yeah. Episode three, Attack of the Clones, because the clones attack everybody. Yeah. Okay. Episode four, Return of the Jedi. But he's not a Jedi. He didn't return from anywhere. <laughs> return of the Jedi, not him, but the thought process that the Jedi still live on. Because you get introduced to I could see four being the the Force Awakens because no, it's coming epi- back. Episode five is the Force Awakens. Episode no. six is the last Jedi. Because he's no. the last one out there. Because Leota dies and so does Ben. All right. Episode seven is the Empire Strikes Back because there's a return. Yeah, but before that, Skywalker was training Jedi's until he went like psycho and the. Uh, yeah, but the Empire Strikes Back is episode yeah. seven. Episode eight is a New Hope because that's where they start. Um, 
I think that's like when like they start really like talking about like um but that's where you can say with episode 4 too that's where they start the rebuilding year. Yeah, but this is in the middle of the trilogy, not not at the beginning or the end. It's like in the beginning or in the yeah. middle. And then the last one like I said Phantom Menace because I mean like they're basically fighting a ghost. That one I agree with. Which yeah. I thought was stupid. That that was just them picking up the pieces and trying to put something together. Well, if you look at episode seven, eight, nine, and we're kind of going off the railings here, but if you look at episode seven, eight, nine, it was basically the same plot lines and everything. The same, the same formula as episodes four, five, and six. And they also had different directors. Yeah, but it was the same so basic. Nobody was nobody was on point with each other. It was the same basic plot as episode four, five, and six. You know. She Ray came in out of nowhere, basically was the Luke in episode four. She had to learn her stuff in episode uh, eight, which would have been episode five. You know, the Empire kind of, you know, things get dark, things look gloomy, things look bad. And then in episode nine, which would have been the original episode six, the good guys win. Everything's hunky dory. Happy ending. The force is right. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, it was the same basic formula. I still think the fight scene in episode eight in the in the throne room, one of my favorite visuals. That of was all time. pretty cool. That was one of my favorite visuals of all time. Out of everything that I hated of the new trilogy, that was one of my favorites. I didn't think the new trilogy was bad. I just think it would it it definitely underperformed. So oh. I guess you can say it's a failure. <laughs> so it didn't hit the mark. So there were good things about it, but it didn't hit the mark. So it was a failure. What, this is question three, right? Or it was question three? Yes. Okay, so question four. I'm going to go off of this. So not the original trilogy, or not like the the six or the seven. Not, it's not the, the nine uh, movies. But what is your favorite Star Wars standalone? It could be a TV show, or it could be one of the two movies. Hmm. Mine's mine's um Rogue One. See, I've never seen Rogue One. What are the standalone ones? Rogue One. Rogue One and Solo. And Solo. Then you can count The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian show is good. The Book of Jango Fett. And then you can also do Kenobi. I didn't see The Book of Jango Fett. I saw the first two seasons of Mandalorian. This is the third one. The third season just came out, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen Kenobi? I've not seen Kenobi. Oh, my gosh. Did that just come out, too? It came out last year, but it's you. You should watch it. <laughs> um, favorite standalone Star Wars. Would definitely be. I, I, I love The Mandalorian. I thought it was good. I want to catch up on, or I want to start watching season three. Um,. I don't know. I'm. I'll probably say Return of the Jedi, but is just still is my favorite episode. Just standalone. I thought or favorite episode, favorite movie. That's not what I'm asking. Well, what are you asking then? I so like the trail. You're talking about all. No. So I'm saying besides. Oh, besides those. the first nine or the the, yeah. the nine movies. Yeah. All right, then I'll say the Mandalorian. Okay. I'll say the Mandalorian. That's fair. That's fair. Um. I thought again. I I haven't seen any of season three yet. You need to watch Solo. Not Solo. I hated that movie. You need to watch Kenobi. Yeah, 
Well, those are all now. I, I know John Favreau did the Mandalorians and stuff. Did he do? Is he doing Kenobi and all that stuff too? I don't know, but in Kenobi, you see, you'll see Luke Skywalker. Not Luke Skywalker. You'll see. Well, yeah, you'll see young Luke, but um, you'll see Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan. You'll see, so like right after it takes place like right after Episode Three, before Episode Four. Okay, you'll see Anakin Skywalker as Anakin episode three in hallucinations. And you'll also see Darth Vader, but Darth Vader in kind of like more of a bad, badass kind of way. So more of like Vader in his prime. Exactly. Okay. And inquisitors. Okay. So, I mean, all right. And possibly somebody else at the end. Oh, okay. That you haven't seen in a long time. From Star Wars? Job of the Hut. The show revolves around Obi Wan Kenobi, who is somebody that Obi Wan Kenobi has not seen in a long time. Um, oh, the guy that trained him—I forgot. Um, what was his name? Qui Gon. Yeah, Qui Gon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right, because he was—he like pretty much died. <laughs> In right. the first movie. Yeah, like, quick. Yeah. Like, I don't even think he made it halfway through that movie. He, he died at the end. I thought he died towards the middle. No. Qui-Gon? Yeah. Well, whatever. He was He was out. He was a He was a good Jedi, though. Was it... Who played him? Was it... It wasn't Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Yeah, it was. was Liam Neeson. Yeah. Okay. He also reprises the role. Sweet. Yeah. I was like Liam Neeson. Who was, who was Qui-Gon's master? Do you remember? No. They mentioned it in episode two. Count Dooku. Oh, yeah. Because when, when Obi-Wan's like in like that force field, like yeah. says he's like, Qui-Gon always mentioned high things about you. That's right. It's a shame we met now. All right. Um, I kind of like this topic. Best, uh, we'll, we'll finish with number five. Doesn't necessarily have to be a Star Wars question. Oh, and my, uh, I, I didn't answer my favorite character. Uh, I love R2-D2. <laughs> um, but we'll go best, uh, best movie trilogy of all time. Oh. I'm going with Godfather. I'd have to say. Or it doesn't have to be trilogy. I guess just multiple series or franchise. Batman, franchise, if you Batman will. Batman movies. Okay. The Christian Bale ones. Even, like, all the reloads and all that stuff? No, the Christian Bale ones. Okay. And that was what? Uh, Dark Knight or Return of... Was it Dark Knight? Dark... No. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Those were solid. The Dark Knight were... Uh, I Heath Ledger, man. Yeah. <sighs> I think that was... That guy was scary. Yep. But, um... Solid. I'm going Godfather, though. I think for me, the trilogy, you you can't get a better. Now, Rocky. Rocky's another one. It's not really a trilogy, but franchise. I, I still got to say Godfather. Back to the future. Back to the future. Solid. Um, Godfather 2, though, I think was one of the f- few where you could say the sequel was better than the first. Better than the first. Even though Godfather 1 was amazing, I think Godfather 2 was the best of all three. You've ever um you've seen the Irishman? 
I liked The Irishman, but at the same time, it was just too long. Yeah, but I, I thought mean, it like, just dragged. They on. had like all like those like typical like old Italian. Kind oh of, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was uh, no, I I liked The Irishman, but after a while, I'm like, okay, come on, let's uh, this this we could have cut about a half hour, forty five minutes off of it. That's all true though. Yeah, one movie that I I've watched before, but I just we rewatched it um, a couple days ago, The Hateful Eight. Great movie. Great movie. Absolutely great movie. I watched it on my way down to Florida. Yeah. I don't really, I mean, I'm, I've never would have really considered myself a Tarantino fan, but I guess I am a Tarantino. Like, I like a lot of his he movies. Puts so much work in his movies. Yeah. Ask me if my, I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> ask me yeah. if my butt is big. Your butt is big. Well, just ask, ask me. me. Is your butt big? We oui. look at me. I'm speaking French. <laughs> Channing Tatum just is in that movie for maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, he comes. He, he Say does. adios to your huevos, mi amigo. Yep. And then he's in the last chapter, chapter five, four or five, for a little bit. Um. Yeah. Have you ever seen Bullet Train? I have not. It's good movie, and Channing Tatum is in that movie and says only three, six words. Wait, no. He says two sentences, okay? Two sentences in that movie. Probably total runtime of like 230 minutes. Two and a half. Two and a half minutes. And the two things he says is, is this a sex thing? And then... The next thing he says is, is this the sex thing? <laughs> I'm guessing it's a comedy. It's a, com- it's a comedy in action. So an action comedy? Like a, it gives me. Who with, are the main characters in it? Brad Pitt. Plays. I feel like I've heard it. Well, here's the thing. Like, there's a lot of cameos in that movie. Like Channing Tatum. Um, Brad Pitt is the main guy. Um, Sandra Bullock is in it. Um, but you don't see her until the end. A um, couple Irish, not Irish, sorry, a couple English actors. Have you ever seen Kick-Ass? Uh, bits and pieces. Well, the guy who's the main character in that is in it. Okay. He he had a, he had to grow up, though. My gosh. Um, but Because like, that's the guy from McLovin, right? Or that, that is McLovin. Isn't he the Kick-Ass character? No. No? Mm-mm. I thought he was the guy from Superbad. I don't think so. I don't know. But it gives me it gives me Quentin Tarantino vibes with the amount of violence in it, but there's also a, a bunch of humor in it. Oh no, it's a different guy. Yeah. But so like it's violent and humorous. Okay. But it's like it's a 2-hour long movie, but it's it's good. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I watched it one day when I was teaching. <laughs> I'll watch movies on my break. So sometimes. do I. I'll, I down, I'll download like... Uh, I download on Netflix and yep. I just pull it up. Ice Age, such an underrated movie. I love Ice Age. Love Ice Age. Um, I love the whole series. Yeah, Ice Age 1, though, is a classic. Oh, absolutely. But I'll sit there. I'll watch all the Ice Ages. There's four of them, five of them. Yeah. All right. I feel like we can have another podcast on, on movies or whatever, but yeah, definitely watch uh, catch up on season three of Ted Lasso. Okay. We'll watch. I wanna I wanna get others' opinions. But I'm not I'll I'll just leave it at that. 
All right, but make sure you guys check out our YouTube videos. Make sure you check out our Facebook and Instagram page. Again, if um, if you want to be a guest or want to advertise on our podcast, send uh, either myself, send Matt a direct message, and we'll have you. We'll set up a time where you can come on the show and share your stories. But make sure you guys tune in every week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.